Welcome to Before You Tank, thriving in an industry that sucks. We say it sucks because 98% will fail. Our mission is to make sure you don't. Hi everybody, welcome back. I'm kind of excited to share this little bit of a story real quick. I, we film, I think we've told you before, we actually film at Groundswell, which is this really cool accelerator um, facility. And I get to fly in from Denver and I stay inside Disney World. And so as I was leaving to drive over, it's about an hour and a half drive. And when I was leaving this morning, it hit me, you guys, for the first time, like how big of innovation Disney is. I mean, like the epitome of innovation, which is what we live for. So I just... I'm just thrilled that we're part of that. Um, I want you to know, too, really quick, I made Pawan switch sides <laughs> because I have learned from our videographer that if you're on the edges, you get really round and wide, and I swear I'm not that round and wide, but it looks good on men, <laughs> so I moved him. All right, you guys, I really want to get down to some business today because... Um, you know, I love having fun on these things, but I really do want to talk about something that I, we came across. We all walked in today with a story of a client or a, or a potential client or just an innovator or someone that has gotten in really deep, right? So they have 35,000 in the worst looking prototype in their life. I've had a client that's been in at about 130,000 with a piece of junk. Um, you know, you see it probably oh, yeah. in marketing. Yeah, I talked to somebody recently, you know, in over six figures and it's not working oh. well. You know, it, it's it's painful too, right? Because then you're in deep, but not in a good way, right? You're stuck. You're not where you intend to go. So, And then do you, you don't do? know how to pull out. What do you do? That's exactly it. So, and the reason I love this topic is because for me, this is really personal on what we talked about from day one is that this industry is not linear. Even though I used to think so, step one, step two, step three, step four. It is not, it is not, it is not. Um, for me, the thing that matters the most, and I think I probably always did it, but didn't realize I was doing it. You have to get market feedback. You have to know if you, you have to validate and know if the product that you have is going to drive success. That's number one, no matter what. Now. Just to reiterate, because I want to make sure that we really grasp this concept, we do want you to be sure you can get a patent, because if you can't, you guys, you may walk. You may not want to do this anymore. Um, number two is you want to know that it can be prototyped and we can prove concept, but we can usually, Pauline can walk you through that really quickly and give you something to feel like, yeah, I think I can do it. And he'll tell you when he thinks it's going to be complicated and it needs a lot of work. But you can also say yes, and then we can work off that sell sheet to get market feedback. And from that sell sheet, when you get that market feedback, you'll be able to make the changes in the stuff. And we haven't had any real money, right? That's the thing that we really, I really want to bring back to focus is because it isn't the poor guy that went out, got his patent, got the prototype like we just discussed this morning that spent $35,000. They bring it in and it looks... It's, it makes you want to cry, right? So here you're in $35,000. And more importantly, like, even if it was nice, we could have found out that the buyer didn't like it or it needed changes or whatever. So you still spent too much, even if it wasn't. So we have all seen this. We've seen the guy. And Pawan's probably the, you're probably the section that gets it a lot because I'll call you and say, okay, listen, can you look at this prototype and help me because he's already spent 
40,000 or 25,000 and you're like, I hate to charge them. Right. And then you give me drawings. Like, how do we protect people? What can we, what do we give them? How do we, let's talk about it on each topic. Cause I think it's really important because I think the ultimate reason I wanted to do a podcast was because I got a call for somebody who there's a company out there that they're charging $9,000 for a provisional. And you guys in my world, it's, 2,000, 2,500. Yep. Now I think they have a sales pitch that goes with that, but I just, it made my heart hurt. So let's talk about patenting really fast. We know that you like to get an NDA. That's pretty easy. You can get one online. You can make it personal. That You can do pretty cheap. No money, fine one. We know provisional patents, which is what we really love. They go for about 2,000, maybe 2,500 when you use an attorney. You guys, if you go to the Interventors Club for Women, you can download um, an ebook on how to write your own and you can file it for $65. And that provisional patent gives you one year to go out and test it into the world. So just to give you an, an understanding of what that cost is, if you went with a full utility, you're looking at somewhere between seven and 12 grand, depending upon how complicated. All right, so boom, we've discussed it. We understand it, right? That's where you should be spending. So if you've spent nine on a provisional, then there's a problem. Right, does that make sense? But now you're at that prototyping stage. I think in that time, I think you really need to work together when you do the patent, working with the, together with the product development guy because you need they, they, those those two document needs to be go parallel. Like what you patenting and what you prototyping, it needs to be really matched with each other. That I agree, I, and you're right. We talked about that before. But mm -hmm. how do we look at how to protect our how do you know? I mean, how do you know when you're seeking? Because they're not, if they don't seek you or someone that we trust, how do we know? How do we protect them? Yeah. So, I mean, I think especially in this, right, we kind of started off on this idea of you're in too deep. So it's really more about, you know, okay, if, you, if you're beyond those steps, we've, we've talked about these before, right? But you've already gone in too deep and now you're like, okay, I'm hearing this. I see what you're I saying. realize I'm down the path. You know, I've already spent X number of thousand dollars and I'm not where I need to be. Like, what then? Right. And that's Somebody, what I do every day. Right. We hear, you hear these stories. You hear these stories. I get these stories. And it, it happens in product development. It happens in marketing. It happens in, you know, licensing and everywhere else that people are trying to, you know, make progress with their with their idea. And they probably, you know, gotten taken advantage of at some point or, you know, maybe just somebody didn't do all the steps for them. So they're they're in a tough place. Mm -hmm. So from a prototyping product development standpoint, what do you do? Like, what are some of the things that you can do or that they can do when they're in that really Okay, so because you're there. saying we can't really protect you now. We're at least in this subject, we're trying to say, walk. you're already in deep. How do we how do we help bail you out? So I know what I would do if they came to me and how I would use you. <laughs> I would, because we get that on every every case. Everyone you and I have worked with, yeah. it's a redo. It's a redo. It's a straight out redo. So I'm going to give you an example of someone that I work with without, you guys, we try really hard not to share any information, but this is a really great story. So we have someone who spent a lot of money with a product developer, never got any of the things they were promised in their contract, never got any of it. It now comes to me. And it's like they've paid for the patent. They, they thought they had the right prototyping to match the patent. And they have a, a product that I felt like um, was very sellable. But there's also um, 
there's a unique partnership that could be made. And I think you now know who I'm talking about. Yes, I do. So there's a really unique partnership where I think um, it would allow for her um, to take all these pieces and present to this partner in a way to get some funding to start over. So I looked at the whole thing. And so what I had to do was I had to say, okay, the patent's awesome. We know that. I sent over what I thought was actual documentation with some CADs and schematics. And you're like, this is nothing. <laughs> and so we basically started over with a fresh quote on how to do it right from the start. And then I've got some buyer feedback that says, we like this product a lot. And then I'm putting a package together for an investor. Now, because it's not a straight cold call investor, it's someone in a partnership that has a lot to gain. It's a win-win partnership. Mm -hmm. And so I have always done deals like this because no money, no money, no money, no money. I got a quote so I can get you money. And I've, the patent attorney is all taken care of. I took my time and got marketing feedback. So I, we're literally fixing it. Now, that's what I think I started wanting to share is if you did those steps from the start, you'd have no money, no money, no money. But we're in deep now. Yeah, we're in deep. So I think that's interesting because you can you can use these same steps no matter where you find yourself is kind of what I'm hearing, right? Because let's say I've already spent the 20000 right? And now... I need to go and I need to make sure that before I go and spend another 20,000 in prototyping that I get my, my market right. feedback. And you're right? scared, you're hurt, you don't right. know who to call, you're worried. How yeah. many times have you seen, and here's where I think the intercept happens, right? How many times have you seen someone's like, well, I'm already in for 20, I might as well go in for 40 and just keep trying and keep trying. Or, and six years later, it's, you know. I think and that's the product where, developer will do that, right? He'll think, be like, well, I'm well, sorry we fell yeah. short, let's give me 20 more. And, yeah. and you're yep. stuck because you're like, I'm in so deep, do I trust them to get us out? Thinking that you're going to have to start over at that amount. But I think that's where I when mean. go back to your original question, I think when someone comes to me, my first question is, show me what you have. Right. And a little bit, take a break, a little bit, take a pause. Let's evaluate your situation, where you are, what you got, what are the documentation you have, what kind of, where you are in your development or all the documentation. and. Then it's easier for me to get back, okay, saying, hey, this is what you develop, whatever it is. And in your right. case, like when you send me, like I told you, those are just like, really, I can't do anything with that. So just looking back and see and then give them realistic answer. Like this is what is going to be there. This is where you are and it's going to do that. I think they should listen to that kind of feedback. They should be open to that feedback instead of just spending money over yeah. and see. Maybe there are chances that they spend too much money and that product may not be there. So they need to be like, okay, okay, I'm going to stop on this one. It's not worth it putting more money. Right. It's absolute possibility. Yeah, it's better, even if you're in 20,000, to know then, like, this is never going to solve the problem in the market. The buyers are not going to buy it, whatever. It's better to know then as opposed to just trying and trying and trying until you get up to 60 or 70 or $80,000, right? And how many people have walked away at that point? So that's a, it's an interesting challenge. You guys, and that is the reason we created, I mean, I created what we call the need to launch system because mm -hmm. it is what we keep talking about because you're right. It, and, and, and I don't know totally how to explain to you how my head works on that when you're, but every product I get, we're starting over. And so I always start over with nobody has any money now. What the heck can I do? And each strategy might be a little different, but for the most part, it's how can I get you back on track 
with some assets, right? So the asset is, can I get buyer feedback that's gonna love this product? Because if they do, we could get a letter of intent, we can get you an investor. So you can go back and get him to pay for the prototyping, right? That's why you give me quotes. Like I got a great guy right now that's paid three times to have it prototyped, and you just told me, I know I can do it, Luann, for the price you need, go get him the licensing deal he wants. Because you assured me that when it comes time for that company that wants it, you could show them that we could do it. Um, you know what I'm saying? And you guys, that's really the best way to kind of pull in. So we talk, we talk from our level with licensing and prototyping, but I know <laughs> that your world is even worse because marketing is so, the world thinks of it as, as this intangible, you know, and, and we get that. We don't always know what works, but you're the guy getting paid yeah. To prove that it can work, and then when it doesn't, like, what's the path? Is there something that that's that's such a great question? Like, and I'll and I'll start with kind of like the the sort of little instances that I see all the time, and I get a little bit more into the more serious ones. And what I get a lot is people who are like, "Hey, I've got this thing. Marketing doesn't work." Right? You're like, oh, that that's interesting. Like, why do why do you say that? And usually it's because you know they got sold something. Really good salesperson and. They paid money for it and they didn't get the results they expected, right? So they bought like their marketing strategy from somebody Whatever else. Whatever it okay. is, right? And so, you know, and so they come and I ask them, okay, well, well what did you do? What worked? What didn't work? And they're like, because they don't even understand I don't, that. I don't know. And what I've realized is that many, many times, you know, they're, they're, they're investing all this money, whatever it is, maybe it's a brand, a website, marketing plan, ads. And a lot of times they have no data to go with it, right? They, so they the company have, doesn't give them the data, right? They didn't give them the data, or or you know, um, and that come that comes through in many ways. But they don't even know to like what what did and didn't work because they can't say, oh well, we measured these things and here's where it fell short, right? Okay, so wait a minute. So let me just understand this completely. So what you're saying to me is this this company now has this product to take to market. They bring on a marketing company and they sit back and go, here's all the money. We'll just pay you every month. Yep. But they don't ever ask for like what's working, what's not working, what's. And, and if they do, a lot of times they don't get, you know, clear, specific guidance. data on here's here it is. Let me show you the numbers. Let me walk you through it. It's usually like, well, we tried these things. We tried those <sighs> things. Let's try this. Which sounds fine, especially if you're not a marketing expert. You know, if you've not been doing this for years, you're like, oh, okay, logical, right? It does. It does sound logical. And you buy into the person that you bought into. But in this world, don't we have statistics for everything? Like, it, we It's incredible data? how much okay. data. And so I, I always try to encourage people, just like you were talking about an asset, right? The patent is an asset, you know, your prototypes, all, all that stuff. I always encourage people to own their data and the accounts, right, that they use. So you think about that and it's like, it's social media accounts, it's you know your website, all the rest. And there's always data that you can gather and collect the analytics, the statistics that you'll know. Even if you spent $30,000 on an ad campaign, right. you know for sure what you did and you can see where things fell apart, right? Especially if you're savvy at understanding, you know, hey, we had this many click-throughs, but nobody purchased or whatever it is. That's a very simple example. Oh my God. And I, and I have a company recently that was referred to me. We got on the phone and she said, um, I mentioned something about, I thought it might be a good product for our grandma. So working with QVC, she pulled up that data. 
It was awesome. She's like, I was on Shark Tank and we sold mostly to grandmas, 65 and older. We just did this campaign and she showed it to me, which was awesome because I took that to QVC. Yeah. So I, so in kind of tying that into this whole idea of like, you're already in too deep. You already spent that money. I would say if anyone's trying to transition out of that, they realize they're like, oh no, what do I do now? Make sure to ask for that yeah, data. data. Get all that information, all the statistics. Make sure you have control of your accounts because you never know. Even if you're not proceeding forward right now, you never know the insights you could get from it. You never know, you know, if you talk to somebody who's very good at looking at that, the kind of things you can learn about your product from actual, hey, we tried it in the market. Here's what worked. Here's what didn't work. And you now know. we all now know to do that from the start. So if, we're, if you haven't done from that, the start. you can do it from the start. So what happens if they're in the same boat like we are with our product developer who took all the money and now gives nothing? Yeah. What are you saying? You just got to cut your ties? And So that's... here's what I've usually done in those situations. Okay. And it usually looks like they come and they're like, hey, I I have this. It's It's not working. Maybe it's a website. Maybe it's a marketing plan. They spend a lot of money on it, usually a lot of money. And like, what can I do? I don't have any money. You know, <laughs> they never have money by the time we get them. It's I know. Like, and you hate charging, okay. but you're like, yeah. we have to. I know. The reality is, you know, there's there's a couple paths there. If if you've learned enough, you've gotten savvy enough, you can actually execute some of your own, you know, marketing plan, yeah, you right? Taught me that. Um, and and usually we we have all those conversations and we leave them with, hey, based on your situation, here's the things that you could do right now. Or, and you can hire someone to do these other elements and kind of get back on the right path. Sometimes what that looks like is here's a plan to go to, you know, these kind of networking groups and industry groups and talk to these kind of people and see how much traction you can get. Next level is, like you know, organically. Exactly. Right. Yep. Next level is, hey, your website's not working real well right now, but let's see if you can get you this many sales so that it funds your improvement. You don't have to redo everything at the moment. Let's just kind of nice. help it work yep. down the road. Peace. And then the other one is, well, we just have to hit this really hard and fast, you know, okay, well then great. Let's, let's take what you do have. Maybe that's video assets. Maybe that's photo assets. Maybe that's a customer list and leverage that into something that is working. So really stepping back and assessing what do you have to Juan's point and then putting together a plan based on where they are and the resources that they do want to commit or not. And just being able to take it from there. And you do exactly what I do. I look at it and I go, okay, what do I have for assets? What am I missing? And how do I get that for free? Yeah. I mean, that's literally the strategy exactly. because, and you have to let go of the bitterness and the anger because yeah. that is a spot where people get stuck. And, you know, then you end up there, I'm going to sue, I'm going to do this. And you're like, look, you're not going anywhere fast. We need to like, how do we regroup and do it? Um, it's, it's, it's so heartbreaking. Like you guys showed me the first time I came in, you took me out and showed me a product where the guy went to get a job because he just didn't get to use these simple need to launch system so that he could answer those questions and get to do it. And he doesn't get to live his dream. So on a tip for the day. Let's, let's give something really good, you guys, because we want to keep you positive. Yeah, definitely. I think no matter where you find yourself and, and you know you need to make a change or you, you're starting to worry about where you're at, talk to a trusted, vetted resource, right? Maybe that's connecting with your local incubator and figuring out, hey, who can advise me for 30 minutes on this aspect, right? Or maybe that's, you know, send an email into us and ask for a connection to somebody, whoever it be. But find somebody who you trust is doing things the right way for the right reasons and get that second set of eyes on it. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And also 
remember that you're running a business. So yeah. as much as we want to put our head under the sand, because there's certain things I don't like yep. to know about or do, but you have to. You have to know your money. You have to know your marketing. You have to know what's working for you. Even if you're not doing it every day, you still have to get a handle on what you're doing. And what's I, your tip? I think my tip is like uh, be smart and be ready to take pause and evaluate situation before you just jump into that. When you get into the situation where too deep, take a pause. Don't, you don't have to rush always. Take a pause, evaluate where you are there, go with the right people and see what's the right step is going to be. I think that's very important to be successful or running out of the money before you get the product. <laughs> it's kind of like when I talk too much, it's kind of like take a breath. <laughs> Let's breathe for a minute and get take a deep breath and realize where are you really headed, right? I mean, not to, but seriously, sometimes we get running amok. And we do, we go so fast and we think we're in so deep and we want to get to market that we forget to take that breather. Um, I think my tip for the day is to remember, like my favorite story is Disney. I mean, you guys, he went bankrupt, what, twice? Um, he's pulled himself up and I'm literally spending a lot of money to experience his dream every day. And he's, it's been there for a long time. So you can recover. You can go bankrupt and start over. Um, and and hopefully you guys will pay attention or you'll reach out and we'll start learning these really lean steps so that you can start over like we have to cheap. I want to end saying, ask us. Like we look at it all the time. Like if you want to send something to us, if you want to, um, I guess if you want to email first and we'll send an NDA and then you want us to kind of give you some guidance because you're stuck in that position, I think we'd all be willing to do that and would love to because we might be able to look at a way that's really simple steps, just like we're doing with my client, um, just like you've done, you've done this for me, actually, my daughter. And so we'd love to do that. So go ahead, send us stuff in if you want us to help and um, just be cautious and do great. Thanks for attending, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks for letting me come to Disney. All right. Thank you.